This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Still in that attitude of worship, I believe there is a word for someone here, and it might be for more than one person. I'm going to read from Genesis. I read verse 16 and verse 17. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you shall eat of it, you shall surely die. Um, with heads bowed, let's have our heads bowed. This word is for a particular person, or maybe for one or two people, the Lord is saying, do not take the liberty you have in me for granted. Do not take the liberty that you have in me for granted. Obey my instructions, and you will live and prosper. This scripture I just read now, the Lord was saying, you can take everything. You can eat of everyone except this particular one. The Lord gave a boundary to man, and is saying to someone particularly, or maybe two people here this morning, the Lord is saying, I'm still serious about the boundaries that are put about your, around your life. I'm still serious about me saying, do not do this or do not go this way. I'm still serious. Amen. When the word of the Lord comes to us, it is not, um, it's not an advice. It becomes a law. It should become a law to you. And the Lord is saying, out of his mercy, out of his jealousy, out of his love this morning, the Lord is saying, do not take the liberty that you have in me for granted. Obey my instructions. There is still a place of obedience to the word of God, and you will live and you will prosper. I want to just give that um, those people an opportunity to talk to the Lord where you are. If this word is for you, then very well you know it is for you. I want you to just say to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. I repent this morning in the name of Jesus. Just quickly say that the Lord came for you ahead of every one of us. Just go ahead and talk to the Lord this morning and say, Lord, I hear you loud and clear. I'm going to obey. I'm going to observe the, 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 limited, the, the, the boundaries that you have put around my life. Because that boundary is for your good. It's to do you good. It's not to take anything away from you. Is to make you live and prosper. Is to grant you abundance of life. Amen. Go ahead and talk to the Lord. I believe I have another word. Um, Psalm 34 verse 8. Psalm 34 verse 8. And this is an invitation from the Lord this morning. This is an invitation. And I want to say to, to us, as many as are here, you are trusting the Lord for something, or maybe you are, you are at the point that you are almost giving up. This is the word of the Lord to you this morning. The Lord is inviting you to the table. The Lord is inviting you to come and partake of Him, partake of His goodness, so that your mouth can be filled with testimonies. He says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Blessed are you if your trust is still in the Lord. Blessed are you. If you do not allow your feet to be shaken, if you do not allow your eyes to look to start looking at other places, 
Blessed are you if your confidence still remains in the Lord. The Lord is inviting us this morning. He's saying, oh, taste and see that I am good. Come and see that I am good. I want to give you a testimony. I want, you to, I want your mouth to be filled with praise concerning me. After you have experienced me in another way. I want you to say yes to the Lord. I want every one of us to say yes to the Lord as touching this word. This is a word that, I, that started resonating in my spirit since Tuesday. And somehow it hasn't left me. And I thank the Lord because the word came to me. Because yesterday evening I understood part of the reason why the Lord brought this word to me. And I know this morning he said to me, it's not only for you. This is for the house. Oh, taste and see. The Lord is saying, put your confidence in me still. Do not remove that confidence. Do not begin to doubt. Do not begin to doubt. Let your focus remain upon God. God is able to take that pressure. He is able to take it. Just keep trusting in the Lord. Keep committing your ways into his hands. Keep calling for his help. The Lord is close to those that are close to him. As you keep calling upon him, the Lord comes through for you. This week that we go into, in the name of Jesus, and your mouth will be filled with testimony. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you this morning. Thank you for coming to us. Thank you for giving us an invitation, O oh God, to trust in you. Thank you for this invitation to come to the table, to come taste of you, O oh God. To come see that you are good all through and through and there is no evil in you. There is no unrighteousness. There is no wickedness in you. Father, this morning we'll take the challenge and we come to you, O oh God. And we ask in the name of Jesus that you will help us, that our hearts, O oh God, will continually trust in you, rely upon you in the name of Jesus. For as many here that are trusting you for one thing or the other, Lord, help us to keep knocking, to keep asking, and keep looking to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, because we know that you will come through. You are never late. That song says, even when we can't see you, you are walking, and that is so true of you. Help us to keep our confidence in you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, we come to you again this morning asking that you will speak your word to us, asking that you will teach us of your ways in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we have prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Kings and priests, God bless you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I, I want to believe, God, that you've had a very beautiful week. Amen. All right. Um, that's Psalm 34, verse 8. And the word that we were given at first, maybe for one person or two persons, I want you to just um, know that the Lord knows you. Amen. The Lord knows us. There are times the enemy wants you to push the envelope or go beyond your boundaries, and the Lord is saying, don't. Don't, don't allow the enemy push you. The liberty that you have should not be taken for granted. And then the Lord is saying to us, taste and see that I am good. When the Lord brings words to you, it's because he knows that you will need it. Amen. He knows that you will need it. You will need that word. The Bible says in Psalm 103, can we quickly take a look at it? Psalm 103 verse 7. No, sorry, 20. 103 verse 20. It says he sent his word to them. The word of God when it comes to you is, that is the currency of God. He comes to do us a lot of good. 107, verse 20. It says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from all 
destructions, from their destructions. The Word of God comes to help us. The Word of God comes to build up our lives. It, it is the mercy of God. It is because of His mercy that His Word comes to us. So if the Lord is saying, come and, you know, taste of me and see that I am good, the Lord is inviting you. Don't take it for granted. Take it very seriously. If I were you, you would go back to that chapter and just look at where the whole of that place, where the word was taken out from is Psalm 34, verse 8. But if I were you, you would go back to that chapter and just read from beginning to the end. Just see the scenario. See what is happening in that place so that your faith can be, can be, can be locked in into God much more. Amen. Like I said during the prayers, it was um, on Tuesday that this word, in fact, we were, um, we were finished, right? We were, we, were, we were done. We were done with pastoral meeting here. We were, I can't even remember if we had prayed. But it just came to me. The word came to me and I received it. We prayed and then we left. But somehow the word never left me. It never left me. You know, I kept saying, God, I need to go back to this chapter and look at the whole of the chapter. And yesterday evening, I got a text. That made me know that you need to hold on to this scripture. Amen. For you to, at the end of the day, overcome. Have victory. Have a story to tell. You need to hold on. So God is always, you know, miles and miles ahead of the enemy. Amen. He comes to you way before the enemy comes and gives you what you need. Just what you need. You know, to keep your confidence in, in him. Keep your trust in him. And you see him coming through for you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we've been on this topic and um, we have a lot to cover today. I really trust God for grace because I wouldn't want to come back here with this. I want to finish with this so that we can start running, you know, just go ahead and run with it. We've been looking now for like two weeks. This will be the third time. Believers and the angels of God. Believers and the angels of God. I don't know how many of us have been excited about this topic and you are seeing more. You are, you are able to get more out of your life, get more out of the ministry of angels around us. Angels are at work. Please say that to your neighbor. Angels are at work. Yes, they are at work. And if we get to understand how to cooperate with them, how to, you know, um, release them, how to make ourselves uh, or make the atmosphere around us conducive for them to work in, then you are sure that you are on your way to fulfilling God's will for your lives. You know, the chances of you fulfilling the purposes of God, the will of God for your life, just got increased, if that is you. Amen. So um, last week we looked at, um, looked at some things. I think we looked at what angels do. We quickly took, a, we took a, a, a while to look at what they do. We said angels are messengers. In the Greek, in the Hebrew, the word means messenger. They are messengers of God. So let me do a quick recap. I know I gave to us um, the, 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 what they do. I gave some to us last week and I didn't give everything because of time, but I want to see if I can quickly push everything out and then we'll go on to look at how to make the atmosphere conducive for them to walk in. Amen. Okay. Uh, um, first and foremost, I didn't say this last week, but I need to say we looked, I think the very first week, we looked at the fact that angels, you know, we, we saw them in the life of Jesus, even before Jesus was born, right? They played a very active role in the life of Jesus, and Jesus is the pattern song for us. He's the model for you and I. So if angels played a prominent role in his life, they will play a prominent role in your own life too. Amen. Before Jesus was born, at his conception, angel came and told his father that your wife-to-be is pregnant with a child and this child you know talks to him about jesus at his birth 
angels came to announce his birth, right? Matthew 2, was it? Yes. Uh, Luke, thinking Luke. Angels came, announced his birth to the shepherd that Jesus was already born. Um, when he needed to be preserved and taken out of, um, taken away into Egypt, angel came and told his father. When it was time to leave Egypt, so we see angels, you know, and we see the ministry of angels in the life of Jesus. Even when he was um, resurrected, you remember when Mary was at the tomb and he was looking for him, angels were there to also tell her he is risen, he's not here. And in, um, that should be like Acts 1 now, when he ascended, the angels told them that this same Jesus that went up this way, he will come back in the same manner. So we see angels, you know, you see the scriptures every year and there you see. Uh, okay, that is Acts 1, 11, verse 10 says, And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So we see the ministry of angels you know, all over um, Jesus' life. And in the same way, we believe that they are at work for you and I. We said that angels are here to protect believers, and they even protect unbelievers before they get born again, right? Psalm 91, verse, um, verse 11. I wanted to just write down, because I'm sure we might not get to this again for a long time, or maybe for some time. So let me just give you... Um, what you can use if you need to go through this. Verse 11, 91, verse 11 says that Psalm. It says, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Angels protect you and I. They protect you. You need to be confident. You need to understand that. You need to allow it to enter into your mind that you are not alone. Angels are around you. They are surrounding you. He said he has given his angels charge over us, that they might bear us up on their wings, lest we dash our foot against the stone. Angels are around you. They protect children of God. Amen. Daniel, that should be Daniel 6, 22, when Daniel was thrown into the, into the um, lake, into that um, furnace. Um, okay? And the, the, it was, no, 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 this was when this was when he was thrown into the lion's den. The king came early in the morning and asked him, that lion, um, Daniel, how are you? Has your God delivered you? And Daniel answered. He said, my God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. I'm taking my time to bring this scripture so that you can, you can see and they can, they can minister life to you. You might be going through things, maybe not now, or maybe now or later. You might be in a situation when it looks as if you have people accusing you. You have not done anything wrong, but accusations are coming against you. People are raising petitions, or maybe they've gone to lie. Be sure that God is able to send his angels to bring you out of that situation. Daniel said, my God sent his angel, and he shut the mouth of lions. God is able to still in this time and age send his angels to shut the mouth of people, accusers of the brethren. Amen. People that go around and say things that are wrong about you. Amen. God is able to thwart that plan of the enemy. So when you see things happening, let your mind go back to the scriptures. 
and declare the word of God. Remember this scripture. Take it to the Lord in prayer and say, God, I refuse this situation. This person that has risen up, you know, wrongly accusing me, maybe in your, in your, um, in your compound or maybe at, at, a, at your place of work. You are saying, God, I refuse this accusation. I shut the mouth of the enemy in the name of Jesus. The Lord is still able to do that. Amen. All right. We'll see also in Daniel 3, 24 to 28. Daniel 3, 24 to 28. Can we quickly take a look at that also? We're still talking about the fact that angels are sent to protect believers. Amen. So this was when they were thrown into fire. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hot. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. There are times that you have challenges, situations around your life, and God will save you before quote and unquote, the, the worst happens. God will, because God was able to save these people before they were thrown into the fire. But there are other times that in the wisdom of God, say in the wisdom of God, there are other times that in the wisdom of God, He does not come through for you before you are thrown into that fire. It is not the end. That is why we are taking the pain to go through the scriptures. It is not the end. Even when you are thrown into the midst of it, you remember the scriptures that says, even when you go through the fire, I will be with you. You might want to say, why don't you take me away from the fire? It is the prerogative of God. It is the wisdom of God. Amen. But one thing is sure. When we go through, he said, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So whether he delivers me before I'm thrown into the fire, or he allows me to be thrown into the fire, one thing is sure. Salvation is sure by my God. Amen. And so he said, um, you know, he saw four people and he said the fourth one was like the son of the son of God. The fourth one is like the son of God. So the Lord sent his angel to intervene in this situation. The Bible says when they were brought out, the king's, um, uh, not even oddly now, is the, the who's and her, uh, yes. Thank you very much. He says the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the king's counselors are the ones that gathered together and they saw these people. Don't you think something happened to these people that examined them? Do you understand what I'm saying? If they had not been thrown into the fire and God delivered them before throwing them into the fire, maybe these people wouldn't have seen what happened to them. They wouldn't have come in contact with the God of heaven. But after they were thrown in and that miracle happened and they came out, administrators, governors, are the ones that came to the light of the arising to say, wow, what happened here? And the Bible records here that they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. Amen. The fire will have no power over you. Amen. Because God is able to send his help. He's able to send deliverance for you whichever way he decides to do it. He said the air on their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected. Even the smell of fire was not on them. They did not even smell of fire. That is what our God is able to do. Number two, we know we, we, we said that angels minister to believers. Hebrews 1.14 says that the angels of God, they are called to minister to those that will, be, that will be believers. So angels come and they minister to us. And in saying they minister for us, they bring messages from God. 
in Judges 6, you might not be able to look at it from 11. Judges 6, you have the story of Gideon, where he was afraid and he was hiding and threshing wheat in a place that he wasn't supposed to, but he was afraid. He was running away from the, uh, I think, the Midianites, yes. And the angel of the Lord came to, me in that, came to him in that place and he brought him a message. The end of this discussion was that Gideon got to know that God had raised him up for the deliverance of his people. So angels, they bring messages to us. Amen. And so they will bring messages to you also. Expect it. It might be in your dream and it might not be in your dream. It might be in reality. Some, someone might come across you, talk to you, and then the person just goes. You look and you can't find it again. It's happened to me. I was in part two in school. And I'm sure it's probably happened to you too. You just thought it was a man or it was a woman that spoke to you. Angels come and they bring God messages from God. They bring messages to us, you know, and, you know, um, several people in the scriptures that we have seen, Gabriel is one. Gabriel, let me not say was, because I'm sure he's still being sent to some people today. Gabriel, you will find Gabriel with Daniel. If you read through the book of Daniel, you will see the experiences of angels again and again. Gabriel was there. It was the same Gabriel that brought the message to, um, to Joseph, right? When Jesus was to be born, then after he was born, this Gabriel will tell you, I stand in the presence of God. That is an angel of God. So angels bring God's messages from God. They bring messages to us. Amen. All right, number three. They fight for us. They fight. We have warring angels or warrior angels. I don't know. Um, I'm sure some of us already are used to Michael. You know, my, you agree with me that Michael is a warrior angel, right? When Gabriel was talking to Daniel, he told him, when you started praying, message or the answer to your prayers was sent immediately. But then the prince of Persia withstood me, and I would have been there. I would have not been able to break through, but Michael came to my rescue. Michael came. And because Michael was a warrior angel, I was let loose or, you know, intervened. And now I'm free to come to you and deliver this message to you. So we have angels that war on our behalf. We have angels that fight for us. Amen. They are warring angels. They are fighting angels. Amen. We have angels also that they assist in the worship. They worship God. And so if you are a worshiper, you will find them around you, you know, Maybe more frequent, much more than someone that does not really worship God or praise God. They worship God. They love to do that. I, I want you to write down Isaiah 6, 6, 1 and 3. 6, 1 to 3 rather. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, each had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. That is what angels do. They worship God. Angels worship. They execute God's judgment. I didn't say that last week. They execute God's judgment. Amen. They execute God's judgment. Let's take a look at um, Acts 12.23. Acts 12.23. This is Herod here. When he allowed his importance or his strength or his power to get into his head, 
and he was saying that this is the voice of God and not the voice of man in verse 22. 23, the Bible says, Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God and he was eaten by worms and died. The reason why you need to see this is angels are not just here to, you know, they execute the judgment of God. If you are for God, you will enjoy them. If you move out of alignment or you, 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 are, you are trying to put yourself against God, then you don't have them working in your favor anymore. Amen. That is why you need to know. 23 says the angel struck him and he was gone. He was dead because they, 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 they understand execution of God's counsel, God's will, God's judgment. When God says, this is what I want done, the angels go and they get it achieved. They get it done. The same, you can write down um, Revelation 16, 1. An angel was told, go ahead, take the bowl of the wrath of God and go pour it upon the earth because the time of judgment was near at that time. Write down also 2 Samuel 24. 2 Samuel 24. I want us to read that. 2 Samuel 24. This was when David um, decided that they should count or take a census of his people. And, you know, his, um, his right-hand man told him that this thing that he wants to do is not right. So we know God will be against you. God does not like this thing. He still said they should go ahead and count. And after he counted, you know, because he went against God, the judgment of God came. And verse 16 said, verse 16 says, And when the angel stretched out his hand over Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord relented from the destruction. And said to the angel who was destroying the people, It is enough. Now restrain your hand. And that was also because David prayed. Amen. Because David prayed, he asked for the mercy of God. And so, angel was already poised. Angels, they don't, no permanent friend, no permanent enemy. Amen. What they understand is God. What does God want? Anything God wants is our command. It's a law to us. They go ahead and they get it done. So if you're on the side of God, that was why you will see in that account with Joshua. He said, are you for us or against us? He said, neither. I'm neither for you nor against you. I'm on the side of truth. You are the one that should decide. Are you on the side of God? Then you are with me. If you are not on the side of God, then I'm against you. Amen. So this angel was already sent to bring judgment to the land. And David, realizing his, his error, asked the Lord for mercy. And the Lord told the angel, it's okay. Leave you like that, and then the people were spared. We said um, two weeks ago that they watch over a, a children, right? Matthew 18, 10, they watch over children. Um, we also know that they will appear at the second coming of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, that the, that the Lord will appear with his angels. Amen. When it is time for judgment, when the world is coming to, the, to an end, you will see angels partaking in the harvest. That is end-time harvest. We know that angels will partake in that, in that end-time harvest. Can we see 1 Thessalonians, please? 4.16. It says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. So the angel, you know, the voice, it will arise from, it will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an angel. We also see in Matthew, you know, towards the end of Matthew 23, 24, you will see the activities of angels 
there mentioned also that these angels will be, they will participate in the end time harvest. Amen. So those are some of the just a, snap, a, 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 a small part of what we see in the scriptures concerning angels. Uh, before I go on to tell us, you know, to conclude what we started last week, let me just tell you a few um, facts about angels. Angels are not to be worshipped. We said that before. They are not to be worshipped. They rather will point attention to God. They won't point attention to themselves. That story we read last week of um, Samson's parents, after they saw the angel, the, the man said, wait and let's cook something for you. Or, um, you, know, you know, he said, let's see it. Judges 13. Let's see the scriptures. He was saying, when this thing comes to pass, what is your name? So that we can give honor to you. And he said, don't give honor to me. Give honor to God. So they are not to be worshipped. People miss, uh, we misunderstand. Or when we see them, usually the first thing someone wants to do is just bow and worship. Um, that would be verse 16. Now, and the angel of the Lord said, said to Manuel, Though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. Because the man did not know that he was an angel. And he said to the angel, What is your name? That when your words come to pass, we may honor you. It is a natural tendency. We want to honor them. But angels usually will point you back to God. They will say, Don't honor us. So we are not looking at this topic so that we can give honor to them. The most important reason why we are looking at this topic, we are going to get into very shortly. And that is so that we can create an enabling environment for them. An atmosphere where we can cooperate with them and get the most of them. So they are not to be worshipped. There are two classes of angels also. Amen. You know demons are angels. Amen. Demons are what? Angels that fell. Angels that went in rebellion with Satan. That is the people, that, those are the ones you have as demons right now. So, and the Bible says to us that even the devil parades himself, or Satan parades himself as what? An angel of light. You need to know. You can see an angel and, you know, rightly so. But there are good angels, they are bad angels. The fallen angels are, are demons. Those are the ones you have as demons right now. And they can parade themselves. They can transform themselves. Amen. They can come and they quote scriptures for you and twist scriptures. But it won't be, it won't be. since you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and you are led by the Holy Spirit, you are not susceptible to their lies. Amen. You remember that the devil came to the Lord Jesus and he said to him, all the things he said, he was quoting the scriptures. But he was giving him wrong applications of the word of God. If the Holy Spirit is allowed to live inside you without restrictions, then you will know, even when the enemy is lying to you, or when the demon comes to you and is twisting the word of God to you, you have the cap capacity to know. So that you have two classes. They were created by God, but then you have a class that fell, and the Lord chased them out of heaven. Amen. Angels, even though they look like humans, they don't, they are not humans. They are not flesh and blood. And that is why you will find in this Judges 13, when the man said, let's make food for you. He said, even if you make it, I will not eat. Angels, are, they, they are not flesh and blood. They are not humans. 
even though they appear, when you see them appear, they appear like humans, but they are not humans. They don't have flesh and blood. And we know that they are mighty, they are strong. They are many, much more than demons. We already established that. You have just one third that became demons, two third angels, so you have more of them. Uh, we also, you also need to know, you will find in the Isaiah that we read earlier on, Isaiah 6, you will find cherubs, you will find seraphs, amen. Uh, it's not my business this morning to give you, to distinguish for you which ones, but you have ranks of angels. You have the archangel also. You will hear Michael being referred to as the rank angel. In some scriptures, you have him uh, in translation. You will have him as the chief or the chiefest of the angels. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you have ranks. They have ranks. Amen. All right, let's go um, quickly into where we stopped last week. And that is making the atmosphere of your life conducive for these angels to walk in, to operate in. We said, number one, acknowledge them. Number two, declare the word of God. Because we know that they perform the word of God. They act, they act on the word of God. Amen. Number three, worship. If you are a worshiper of God, and by worship, I do not mean sing. But singing is a good part. Amen. But worshiping God is not limited to just singing songs. You can worship God with words. Amen. So when you are a worshiper of God, someone that acknowledges God, someone that praises God, someone that honors God, you will have angels around you naturally because that is their natural habitat. That is what they love to do, to worship God. Isaiah 6 that we read earlier on, 1, 2, 3, you know, the word in verse 3, the angel was saying to another one, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. If you are that kind of a person that will, from time to time, take your face away, you think as at the time that they were declaring this thing, there was no wickedness on the earth. There was. As at the time they were declaring this, that was when King Uzziah just died, right? And Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. A lot of evil was still happening at this time. But these angels, are, they, they, are, they, are, they, are, um, they are beings that have learned to keep their eyes upon God. You might have darkness on the earth. You might have evil going on in the air. And that is what worship of God means. Worship of God, and that was why I said it is not limited to song. Worship of God does not happen when everything is beautiful around you. But when you can take your eyes off everything and say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with, filled with His glory. It looks as if you are lying. You are not lying. That is, your, that is what you are declaring. In spite of what the enemy is doing, you are saying the strength of God is still available. The power of God is still available. The Lord is able to bring deliverance to His people. That is worship. Where you take your eyes away from the evil that is happening, take your eyes away from the limitations that you seem to have in your life, and you intentionally focus upon God. So when you are a person that is given to worship, you realize that angelic... Um, you, you, you see more of their activities in your life because they, are, they love to worship God. That is their natural habitat. They love to worship God. Now, number four, follow God's plan for your life. Follow God's plan for your life. If you follow God's plan for your life, you will have angelic assistance. You will have less 
struggles, less frustrations, because angels will help you naturally. They are here to do God's agenda. If God has told you part of your purpose in life is to be, say, for instance, um, to, to have a school, and you don't run away from it, you embrace it and say, this is the will of God for my life, I'm going to do it. You have help already because you are in alignment with God. Follow God's plan for your life. And that is why, we, you know, oftentimes in Christendom, it is said again and again, know the will of God, know the will. This is part of the reason why you need to know the will of God. If you know the will of God and you walk in it, it brings angels around you because they, are, they can recognize that you are doing what God has called you to do. And they are here to enforce the purpose of God. Have you seen, um, what do they call them now? Uh, enforcers of agency. What do they call them? Hmm? Tax force. Tax force. But there's another word I'm looking for. People that enforce things. Law enforcement agent, agents. When they come, do they talk grammar with anybody? They just tell you we have some maybe permits. We are shutting down this place. Their own. Even when they laughed with you yesterday. They have permits right now to shut down that office because you have not, you've not been compliant. You have not done things according to the law. Our own is just enforced. What we have been sent to do, we are just to enforce, to ensure that what the person that sent us to do is done. What that person has asked us to come and do, we just want to get it done. They don't want to listen to your explanation. You have explanation, go and talk to the person that sent them. That is how angels are. If you have the purpose of God for your life and you have identified, identified it and you are working in line with it, they are only to enforce and ensure that you come into success. Amen. And so they do everything. They supply you what you need. So if you decide that this is the will of God, I want to go against it, you will experience struggles. You will experience frustrations. I can say a bit from my own experience, you know, of course, Worked with God for a while. But in recent time, when the Lord asked me, for instance, move to this house, new place, it wasn't my idea. If you know me a bit, you know I'm a person that I like status quo. I'm not, um, I can maintain some subtlety forever. As in maintain, my husband used to say it, when you say manager, you know, people that are managers, they might not start something new. But if you give them something and say, here, be grinding this, grinding this, um, Pepe. They will keep grinding it till Jesus comes. They might not move away. They might not get, you know, decide that they are going to do something else. You can maintain that thing. That is the kind of person I am. If you give me something, I will stay with it. Some people, they don't, give they don't, they don't have patience to stay with something. I know some of them. <laughs> Amen. That they can start something like this. The next minute, they are starting another thing. Another day, when you see them, they have jumped into something else. They get bored easily. They, don't, they can't stay with one thing. They are very creative people are like that. I know somebody in flesh. Let me not say in spirit. That initially, you say, my husband said to the person, your problem is that you have too many things that you can do. If you have just one, you will know how to stay with it. But because you have many things that you are good at, confusion is like disturbing your life. But thank God that God helped the person to stream it down. You can, I'm sure you know I'm not using pronouns. For security reason. <laughs> I'm not even using pronoun for the person. Okay, so, but if you have just one clothes, you know you don't have a problem with what, what am I wearing to church tomorrow. You know it's just one. 
But if you have plenty, you can't, they don't have patience to stay. They are quick in you know, coming up with the initiative. They start the initiative, these initiatives today now. After two months, they are tired. They want something new. What is new? That's what they want to chase. They will leave it. But some people, if you give them this, they will stay with it. Oh, stay with it. Oh, it is God that has to come and say, it is okay. Leave it now. Let's go to something else. Me, I probably would have stayed in Luke Bay till Jesus will come. But God said, move. And even at that, I, 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 I fought it. I was close to tears. God, I'm not going. But now I'm beginning to see the beauty of it. And he's helping me. Because when God said move, when you are in the will of God for your life, God will he will orchestrate things. He will arrange things. Angels for one will help you. Things that they are supposed to bring your way. Help that they are supposed to bring your way. It might be money. It might be peace of mind. It might be anything. They will bring it. Because you are in the will of God for your life. But if you are not, frustrations. It will be the order of the day. So, ensure that you discover the will of God. If you don't know it fully, it's okay. But don't relax. Don't see all these people shouting, will of God. What is itself with will of God? What do I have to do with will of God? It is important for your life. Because if you know it, you will have an you know, assistance that will come your way. It's like people saying, if, if you belong to um, you know, this, this particular, um, let's say, state, if you belong to this particular state, there is, there is a um, quota or there is um, money or there is allocation of land that you will give to people. So, you know, I don't even want, what, where, which state are you from? I don't even know. Why would you not know? Because you just might be coming from that state that they said they will give land. You need to know. So that if you know, you can say this is my, um, what's it called, oh, um, of, um, of, state of origin. Then they'll say, oh, you are qualified to have land in Abuja. And then they give it to you. So you cannot say, I don't even know where I'm from. Ask your mom and dad, I'm not bothered. You can't say you are not bothered. You need to know what the plan of God is for your life. And follow it. Because if you follow it, a lot will be easy for you. And when I say easy, I don't mean you will not have challenges. But you will have assistance. You will have an angelic assistance that you don't want to forfeit. We see the Lord Jesus, Matthew 4.11. Can we take a look at it? Matthew 4.11. The Bible said after he was, um, after he went through that fasting and praying, yes? He said, and the, you know, the devil came to tempt him and all. He said, then the, you can see he was in the will of God for his life. And the devil still came to him. So when I say you have it easy, it doesn't mean you won't have challenges. But you will have help. After these challenges of the devil coming and tempting him and all that, the Bible says, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. You will have angels coming to minister to you if you are in the center of God's will for your life. Amen. Let's look at Judges 5 and 13 also. Okay, I already talked about it. You might just write it down. Where Joshua was saying to the angel, are you for us or are you against us? That angel came to assist them because that battle was beyond the battle of Joshua. It was like the battle of God. Amen. If you are in the will of God for your life, then whatever it is that you are going through, you are not in it just by yourself alone. God is, he has vested interest in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? I didn't send myself to Abuja, and that's part of the reason why I know that I cannot be frustrated in this land. Amen. I had dreams for my own life that I would have gone with. But God said no. This is what I want you to do. So I am here and God has interest in my life because I am daily. It doesn't, it's not easy. I just told you now how he said move out of Abuja, 
Lugbe, move closer to where church is. Go to Lokogoma. And I'm like, God, I'm like a tree in his native soil. You know, when that scripture talked to me, I, it was during one of our prayer sessions, maybe fasting and praying. That thing struck to me. I stuck to me. I didn't know God would use it against me later. Because, you know, that scripture just came alive like, ah, I like this scripture. A, a, you know, a tree in its native soil. That tree is just doing well. It just blossomed in, just doing very well. It came to me, it talked to me maybe like one month before the Lord now came to me and said, move. So when he said, I should move, and I started shouting and ranting and saying, no, God. And you know my children, the way they are here, I don't even, if I go away, Stakem is just taking care of them, I don't have a problem. They go to school and come back, you know, they are, they, they, we are comfortable. And God just brought that scripture back to me. Do you know this scripture? You are just like that right now. You, are, you don't want to shake. You don't want to move, and it's not a good thing. The Bible says about Moab that he settled on his lease. A place where you are comfortable is not a good place for you, especially when the Lord starts saying move. If he does not say move, you are okay. Enjoy your time. Enjoy that place. But when the Lord starts coming, and he starts hammering on you and saying move, 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 my son cried. Cried very well. And I said, see, we need to understand that God is a good God. We might not fully understand. He said, I don't want to lose my school. I don't want to miss my friend. I'm okay in this. I said, you are not the only one. It's because I'm an adult that I'm not crying. So if not, I'll be crying like you also. So you are not alone. It's true. But you know, seeing them cry and sad, saddened my own heart. It made it tougher for me to say, I'm saying yes to God. But I couldn't shake it up after a while. I couldn't say this wasn't God. I knew it was God. Did you have the money? No. Because where I was staying, I could afford to pay my... If I like, if I tell my landlord I'm not even paying till, or, or I want to pay it 100 times, it's okay. But this one, you are going to a new place, you have to pay in full. I had, I had a lot of reasons, but the Lord said move. And I moved, and he showed himself through. The things that I've seen, if I did not move, I won't see. The testimonies I'm sharing, you know, now, that make me be able to believe God for greater things, I wouldn't have those testimonies if I didn't move. Amen. So you need to recognize what the will of God is for your life and follow it. Follow the plan of God for your life and you will have access or more access to angelic assistance. Amen. Now act on the word of God I give to you. Number what is that? Number five, I believe. Act on the Rema word that God gives to you. What is Rema? We have something that we call Rema word or Rima word. Actually, I'm always calling it Rema. Rima word. And then you have Logos word. Logos is what you have in, this, in the book here. Written word of God. Rima word is a word that the Lord speaks to your heart. It might, be, it might be scripture that is highlighted. Or it might not even be scripture. Like when the Lord said to me, move to Lokogoma. It was a Rima word for me. It was a rima word for me, and I acted on it, and I received angelic assistance, and I'm still benefiting from angelic assistance. Act on it. Is there anything the Lord is asking you to do? Is there a word that the Lord has said to you? Rima word is the Lord just gives you a revelation. Maybe he brings you a, 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 an instruction that is backed up by revelation. He just gives you a word, drops it into your heart, and God is very good. He's a good father. He knows how to speak loud enough for you to hear. You will just know that God has spoken to you. Because how I came about this, my word, for instance, it was on the, on the 1st of May at first that the Lord spoke to me, moved to Lokogoma. And I don't know what moved me 
Because I didn't accept that word. So I don't know what moved me to write it in my book. I'm sure it was just God, honestly. Because I didn't, I didn't accept. Even when I became sure, I resisted. So you can imagine what made me write it down on the 21st of May. I still don't know. But I know I wrote it in my book. Even despite the fact that I did not like the word. I, didn't, I wasn't planning to obey it. But somehow, I got my I'm always having a book. I hope you have books that you write things in. Every day, you should be writing something. Some of us, as you left school, viral is far from you. You are not writing anything. Even church, um, ushers are chasing you up, up and down to write. There should, a day shouldn't go without you writing something, scribbling something down. Or maybe you are typing it on your phone. You should be writing things down because the Spirit of God speaks to us every time. So I wrote the thing down. Then there was another day in June 21. I was listening to a message and then... This thing hit me again. Bam. Go to Lokogoma. Leave this place and go to Lokogoma. And I'm like, I've heard this thing before. And then I felt the Holy Spirit saying, go get your book. I quickly ran. I was in the room when I heard it the first time. And I went, get my, got my book. Opened and opened and opened. In my heart, I had a mental image of where I wrote it. And that, this can only be God. Because I didn't plan it. I didn't even like the word. But Holy Spirit made me know that you wrote it like, See the way my Bible is? Like somewhere like here, in my book. So I, I was just opening. I wasn't looking inside because it would have been so difficult. So I was looking on top here for the thing. You know, I found it. And when I checked, and I wrote the date down. When I checked the date, it was 21st of May. This day that I was talking of was 21st of June. You know, because it was exactly one day, he got the, the message entered me very well. He sank in. I, 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 just read, I just sat down. And I'm like, okay, God is saying something here. And that was the beginning of that journey. If I didn't write it down, I would just say, God said, God said. But when, because I read it, it now became a month exactly ago. And the Lord came to me exactly a month after. He registered in my mind that for me, you can't play with this thing. God understands what he's saying and he means business. Just like that, that person that the word, the word of the Lord came to this morning. That the fact that you have liberty does not mean you should do anyhow. Even for me. Because if I stayed in that place, like I said, God sent me to Abuja. He has vested interest in my life and in my family. He won't just, the Bible says nobody goes to war at his own expense. I didn't come here on my own expense. So God will take care of me. God will ensure that things go well with me. But if I cooperate with God, it makes it better. So if I stayed back in, in Lube, God would have taken care of me still. But I won't be enjoying the best of him. I will be tying his hands from doing everything that he has wanted to do for me. Amen. So write things down. It will help you. Okay, number, number, what did I say now? Number five, act on the Rima word of God. Whatever word God says to you, speaks to you, it might be about your business. It might be about your job. It might be about where you are living. It might be about a family member. Whatever it is that you know the Lord has spoken to you, you, cannot, you can't shake it off and say God did not speak. Act on it. And because you are obeying God, Help will come to you. Angels will assist you. That is part of what they look for when they are around us. When they see us, you know, living my life according to the plan of God, they give me assistance. When they see me acting on something that the Lord has said you should do, and I'm doing it, they help me. They, they, they add their quota to what I'm doing. Do you understand? You receive more help. So act on the word of God to you. Whatever grimmer word the Lord has given you or whatever scripture you might be reading a scripture and the Lord gives you, you know, um, an instruction from that portion that you are reading. You can write it down first if you are not very sure. And, you know, keep it in your heart. 
pray over it. As it becomes clearer and clearer, do not just go ahead. Don't look at your pocket. Step out in faith and see if the Lord will not catch you. Amen. Number six, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit or you pray at all, if you are here and you are born, if you, if you are uh, baptized in the Holy Ghost, you, you are able to pray with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Pray a lot in the Spirit. It will help you. 1 Corinthians 14, no, 1 Corinthians 13, 1. Can we see? The Bible says, when I pray, whether with tongues of men or with tongues of angels, there are times that we pray in tongues. If you pray and pray and pray, there are times that you slip into praying in the tongues of the angels. You don't even know. You are speaking. You are giving instructions to them, maybe, that you don't even know. So when you don't pray in tongues, you are shortchanging yourself. If, for instance, you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you, will, you have the evidence of speaking in tongues. What would, why would you, as a Christian, in a day, a Christian that is baptized with the, you know, the Holy Spirit, in a day, you can't do one hour speaking in tongues? And I'm not saying it's because you are jobless. Some of these things, you have to get it into your life before you have a job. And then you see that it is consistent. So it's not, until, it's not because the person does not go to an 8 to 5 kind of job. This is what I have been doing, even when I was at Virgin Nigeria, when I was at Rough and Tumble. So don't tell me it's because I don't go to, and by the way, you know I have jobs. Some of you here sleep more than I sleep, and I don't have a boss that I, I answer to. That's the truth. I do four hours a day. I don't answer to anybody except God. To sleep seven hours a day, where will I sleep? Sleep in the afternoon for, for what? Where will I even get chance? My children are not at all, so it's not as if they are making noise. I can't sleep in the afternoon. But there is so much to do. You know, every time you go into God, you read, you study, you know about God, you realize there is so much to know about God. And you're like, God, where will I start from? Till I come to see Jesus, will I be able to know you at all? That is driving you. I don't do averagely four, four and a half a day. That's what I sleep. You don't see me sleep in the afternoon. It is not possible. And thank God I don't fall ill. So it's not, um, 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 it's not because I don't have eight to five kind of job that I'm able to pray at least one hour a day for an average Christian. You are not a pastor. You are not a workforce member. You are not a leader. Average Christian. It helps your life. The more you pray, the more you have the opportunity, for instance, of maybe switching into praying the, pray the tongues of angels. If you are praying the tongues of angels, you don't understand what you are saying. They, probably, they, they definitely understand what you are saying. And you might be giving instructions to them. You might be saying things to them that they will do for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you have help when you pray in tongues a lot. You have help. Then the Bible says to us in um, Romans 8.26. Romans 8.26. Okay, this is 1 Corinthians 13.1. It says, do I speak with the tongues of men and of angels? Because it's possible as you pray in tongues to speak in tongues of angels. And so... As you, maybe you are saying mysteries, you are saying things out, you don't understand, they understand, and they go ahead and ask, they get those things done for you. So if you are the kind of person that pray a lot, you can see that you have more help from them. Amen. But if you pray five minutes in tongues every day, out of your five minutes, everything might still be the tongues of uh, men and not the tongues of angels. And it's not because you speak tongues of angels anyway, but if you pray more, because we will see in Daniel, Daniel said in um, chapter 8, read chapter 8, chapter 9. He said, when I saw these things, I sought the Lord. I started pre uh, praying. I started seeking the face of the Lord. And because he was seeking the face of the Lord, he wasn't speaking in tongues. 
So, I'm not saying, you know, because you are speaking in tongues. Now, just praying. Pray, pray, pray. When they say read your Bible, pray every day. It is because it will help our lives. Pray a lot. When you pray sufficiently, you, you invite their help. Amen. When you pray sufficiently, you can pray out the purpose of God. You are praying the will of God. And because these angels are here to do the purpose of God, you will have them acting on your behalf. Amen. You will have them assisting you. You will have them coming to your aid. You will have them, you know, just making your journey smoother. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we are, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. When you pray more, whether you are praying in tongues or you are praying in your understanding, as you pray and you pray, the Bible says that when, when, usually when you pray in the Spirit, you are praying the will of God. Um, um, Brother Egan taught us that one way to pray very perfect prayer is to pray in tongues. Because it, it cannot be selfish prayer. If I'm praying in Yoruba or I'm praying in English, you know I can do selfish. I can say, God bless me, my son, my daughter, all three, and no more. That is selfish prayer. You're not praying for everybody. But when you are praying in the Spirit, you don't even know what you are praying for. And the Bible says we pray the will of God, the perfect will of God. 1 Corinthians 14 says, when you pray in tongues, such a person is not speaking to man. He's speaking to who? God. When you pray in tongues, you, you have the ability of praying the perfect will of God. And because these angels are here to do the agenda of heaven, to do the purpose of God, to do the will of God, the counsel of God, when you are praying the will of God, in, you are praying it out, you are speaking it out to God, angels are hearing, God is giving instructions to them. Because you are in the center of, you are praying perfectly. You are praying the perfect will of God, and therefore they come to assist you. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? So the more you pray in the Spirit or you pray at all, the more you are likely to be praying accurately and then these angels are available to answer you. They are available to run errands for you because what you are praying is the purpose of God, the will of God. The more we pray, you are coming into alignment with purpose of God for your life. When we pray, you know the prayer usually is not for God to shift his grounds. It is for God to walk upon us and we will shift our own ground. So the more you pray and pray, God is making you understand that this thing I'm asking you to do, you know, um, it softens your heart, softens your heart to a stage where you are okay with it. And you say, okay, God, I'm moving to Lokogoma. Okay, God, I will go. Now, that pray, those prayers that you have been praying for some two, three months or two, three weeks or two, three days, it's been shifting you. You've been allowing that God to shift you with that prayers onto a place where you say, okay, God, I surrender. I surrender. I'll do this thing that you want. And because you are now in the will of God, because of much prayers, you can have help right now. You can have angels assisting you. So pray. Spend your time to pray. Pray a lot. When you pray a lot, you, it's, it's a means of making the atmosphere of your life conducive for these angels to walk in. Amen. Daniel said, I prayed much. And because he prayed, an angel came in chapter 8. When you read chapter 9 again, you will see the angel, this same angel, Gabriel. He came to him again and said, when you started this, your 21 days, they sent me from the beginning. Why? Because he prayed. The more you pray, the, the, the more possible it is for angels to be sent to aid you, to assist you. Amen. So please spend your time well. Make the most use of your time and pray.
Okay, this one, we, I also learned this one from, um, um, from Brother Egin. Brother Egin said, the Lord said to him, um, concerning his finances, one way to get his finances going well. He said, the Lord said to him, one, concerning your need, learn to claim your need. Learn to claim your need from the word of God. Everything that the Lord has said concerning your need, as you have found it in the word, lay hold of it, claim it. Then learn to command the devil, especially as in the area of your finances. Is anybody hearing me? He said in the area of your finances, learn to tell the devil to take his hands off your finances. That is number two. And number three, he said, learn to release angels. Let them go. Declare it. Say angels are released to go and bring resources to me. The monies that are supposed to come to me, bring it to me. And this, this was something he used while he was here. And, he, you know, he shared it with um, his children and by extension, you know, all the rest of the world is blessed by that, by that. So that is something that you can also use for yourself. Amen. As regarding your finances, what has the word of God said? Can you locate the word of God concerning your finances? Claim it. The word of God says the Lord will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Claim it. That is one, number one. Number two, concerning your finances. Tell the enemy, devil, take your hands off my finances. And we do that over the finances of this church and over your own finances also. We pray. For it will be good if you learn it and you pray it for yourself. Amen. Claim the word of God concerning your finances. Number two, tell the devil, take your hands off my finances, because the enemy does put his hands on people's finances to frustrate people. Say it, that in the name of Jesus, take your hands off my finances. And number three, Brother Egan said the Lord told him, learn to release angels to go bring your finances to you. So you can release angels. And say, God, in Jesus' name, Hebrews 1.14 says that angels are ministering spirits. They have been given to minister to us that will be sons of, that will be um, heirs of salvation. So you can ask this ministry spirit to go and bring resources that you come to you, come to you. Amen. Lastly is submission. And this is a huge one. Submission. Be sure that you are submitted to godly authority figures in your life. Amen. I'm sure some of you are looking now to say, who is preaching? Because we probably know somebody with this issue of um, submission. So if you were not looking up before, you will look up again and say, ah, is that pastor? Let me not say. Amen. Okay, but submission. Angels, if there's anything that gets them angry, that gets them infuriated, that gets them, you know, not to just, um, I don't know what to say. It is being out of submission, being out of order. They recognize order. And that was, that was why I told you initially that you have, you have for instance, um, you have seraphs, you have um, cherub, cherubim beams, that's cherubs, you have um, archangels. There is order. There is keda. There is rank. They understand rank. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10, no, 1 Corinthians 11. Let's look at verse 3 and then we'll look at verse 11 and we will end here. Glory to Jesus. Angels understand structure. Angels understand order. If you don't want to pitch yourself against angels and of course against God. But you know God. God is merciful. If God had not told that angel 
at that um, threshing floor of Aranam, God, angel would have gone ahead to destroy that place. If God did not say stop. Once they've been given instructions, they just go ahead to execute. They don't look at your face and say, wow, this place looks like honor space. You know, honor, you almost can't refuse honor. Amen. I mean honor Cowell in this house. She has such a fact. When you look at that, it just disarms you. You need to be strong, of course. God grants you people grace because children, they know what they are doing. Amen. They know what they are doing. They can get away with things if you are not strong with them. But when you look at, oh no, so adorable, you just want to say yes, yes, yes to everything. <laughs> okay, so angels don't look at your face like that and say, because your face is like honor's face, they will leave you. Is either, are you in sync? Are you under structure? Are you in order? If you are not, then you have pitched yourself successfully against them. Angels understand structure. They understand submission. They understand this cadre. Amen. And so you will do good to be in submission to authority figures that God has put over your life. Where you have one thing or the other, you know, um, with your parents, you are out of sync, you are out of alignment. And so you are susceptible. You are not, you are not making the, conducive, uh, the atmosphere of your life conducive for these ones to give you assistance. Amen. Where you are, in, 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 um, you are not in sync, you are not in submission to probably authority figures in the church where God has placed you. You have just pitched yourself against God. And angels cannot come to your aid. Amen. You can't have their assistance in your life. Where you have husband and wife. And then wife is out of sync with husband. Not submitted to husband. Rebellious. Whether in heart or by action or by what you say, you are rebellious. God said, do this. You say, no, I know a thing of two. This is what I will do. You have just signed up for frustration. That's the truth of it. Because these angels understand order. They understand Kedah. That was why that, um, that um, man could say, centurion could say, Jesus, I am a man under authority. Just give your word. Amen. I'm sure, you know, as the word of God went forth, the angels went to perform it. Because, you know, they could see alignment. They could see order and submission. First Corinthians 11.3, it says, but I want you to know. In fact, read verse 2 first. Can we see verse 2? Can we have it in the NLT, please? Verse 2 says, I appreciate that everything I've taught you, you have kept to it. But this one thing I want to tell you. It says, so I decided to concentrate. First Corinthians, um, I said 10, 11. First Corinthians 11, verse 2, please. First Corinthians 11, verse 2. Thank you. Okay, say, I'm so glad, dear friends, that you always keep me in your thoughts. And you are following the Christian teaching I passed on to you. Verse 3. But dear, there is one thing I want you to know. A man is responsible to Christ. A woman is responsible to her husband. And Christ is responsible to God. In this scripture, the KJV will say, the head of a woman is the man. It is not like the man is the head of every woman. I think we've made that clear in this house. The head of the wife is our husband, our own husband. So the husband is not the head of all the women all around the world. Just his own wife. Okay, so he, he, he was saying here, it he was pointing something out to them. He said, everything I've taught you, you have done. But this one thing, there is just one more thing that I want you to know. That there is order. There is ranking. There is authority figure. Let's go on. I might not be able to read everything. Let's just go straight to verse 10. Okay, it says, if a man, um, if a man dishonors Christ, if he covers his head while praying or prophesying, 
But for a woman, when he's praying or prophesying, it's expected that she puts something on her head so that she will not be seen as being disrespectful. Let's just jump to number 10, verse 10, please. Verse 10 says, after saying everything, Apostle Paul now came down to say, the reason why I am saying all of this thing in this chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians is so a woman should wear a covering on her head as a sign of authority because the angels are worth watching. Angels, you know, what is, what is trying to say here is angels understand Kedah. Um, they understand submission. They understand authority level. He was saying here that the same way it is expected, you know, in the Middle East, the Jews and all that, they expect that women don't go around with their heads uncovered. And the main reason is they cover their head to show everyone around. And Apostle was saying in this place, and also to show to angels that I am under covering, no. I am under authority, oh. If you show that sign that you are under covering, you are under authority, then they, you have provided a, a good atmosphere for them to walk in your life. But if you are out of sync, you will not enjoy the benefits that they should bring to you. Is anybody tracking with me? So submission to authority figures in your life will also help you enjoy angelic help and assistance. Angelic ministries you will experience in your life. But if you are not given to this, authority, to this um, submission, if you are not in alignment, if you are a rebellious person, the Bible says the rebellious person dwells in a dry place, a place where he or she will always be experiencing frustration. So you might want to take a look at your life and ask yourself, some of, the some of the frustrations that some of us are going through, difficulties that we are going through, might not be because God is taking you through a process. It's good to take a stock of your life and ask yourself, is this the process that God is taking me through? Or is it because I have said no to God in one way or the other? You might not have seen God physically, but God might have sent people to you. God might have put people in your life, namely your husband, maybe your boss, maybe your pastor, maybe your dad or your mom. People that God has given, you know, an opportunity to be able to speak into your life. Do you give them the, 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 um, the honor of, being, of speaking into your life and you obeying? Or you decide, I'm just going to go ahead and do my own. If you are rebellious, you will be dwelling in a dry place. These angels will be around you, but they won't be able to accomplish much for you as they have been sent to do. You have made the environment around them inconducive or is it unconducive for them to walk in. You have just, you know, tightened things. You have made things more difficult. So you want to ask yourself, in what way am I contributing to this? Look into your life. If you know, okay, I've checked. I'm not out of sync. I'm following God's plan for my life. I am acting on the remote word of God given to me. I pray a lot and you feel you are still experiencing, you know, a level of difficulty and all, then just hang in there. The Lord will come through for you. If you've checked everything and you are sure that, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in order, then it might be a process that God is taking you through. But oftentimes, it might be because you have one of these things unchecked. You have erred in one of these things. Amen. I want us to rise to our feet as we bring the meeting to a close. Um, I want you to just say yes to the Lord, this word that you have heard. What is your response? What is your response to this word? And I want to pray for as many as have 
at the beginning of the year, you believe the Lord gave you um, the Lord gave you a kingdom initiative. I need you to know that you have help available to you. You are not alone. You might be experiencing difficulty. You might be experiencing, you know, maybe you, you, you are not clear-minded anymore. Initially, it looked as if you knew what God wanted you to do. But right now, it's as if I'm stuck. I would want to pray specifically for those people. But the rest of us, I want you to just commit yourself into the hands of the Lord and give your response to this message. In what way are you out of sync? In what way do you need to make an amend? Go ahead and make that amend in the name of Jesus. But I want to pray for people that at the beginning of the year, the Lord gave you a, a kingdom initiative or maybe a business that you started. I just want to pray for you and declare that the hand of God is upon you in the name of Jesus to go ahead and do well with that assignment. You have help. You have help. You have help in the name of Jesus. You are not alone because you are standing up to do what God has revealed to you. Can I have those people? Do we have anybody like that? Please come forward. I would like to pray with you. Things will not take a natural course in the name of Jesus. We receive speed for every one of you in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for these individuals, oh God. Thank you for the word that you have spoken to each heart. Thank you for the seed that you have given to each one of them. Father, I pray over them right now, and I declare that in the name of Jesus, the heavens over them are opened in the name of Jesus. We, I declare over them that they receive angelic help and assistance. I ask for God that the ministry spirits that have been assigned to this specific assignment that you have given to them, I ask for God that they are released right now to begin to help, to begin to bring into alignment, to begin to bring into fulfillment all that you have spoken, all that you have put in their hearts to do in this season, where it has delayed, where it has lingered, where, did, uh, the, where they have been confused in their minds, where there's not been so much clarity at some point. Lord, I ask right now that they, are, they, are, they become clear-minded and clear-headed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because light is shining upon their path. I declare in the name of Jesus that these ones are moving forward in the name of Jesus. The word says you have dwelt too long on this mountain. Right now, they are breaking camps and they are moving forward. They are marching forward. They are occupying their land. They are standing upon their high places even as they move away from here in the name of Jesus. Their next step is step in the right direction and forward too in the name of Jesus. We receive the help of heaven for every one of them, O oh God. Angels that you are sent to assist them. Father, we declare they are released right now. We declare they are loosed right now to bring help and to bring speed unto them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray over ourselves. Everyone that has heard the word you brought today, thank you for speaking to our hearts, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father, for our world that you are filled up with angels. Lord, with all the things that we have heard these last three weeks, Lord, I pray that you will help us to begin to, to begin to cooperate, to begin to join forces more with these angelic beings that you have released to us and you have released along our ways in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare that our profiting begins to appear to all, even now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for we prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen.
This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.